Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post podcast. I'm producer Ross, your host, as always, and joining me this week we have Colin, Adam, Greg, and James making his return to the podcast. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hi there. Hello. Evening. Uh, it's been an FA Cup weekend, gentlemen. It's been thrilling, hasn't it, Adam? You're a big fan of the caught, FA Cup. Caught up with some sleep. <laughs> um, let's start with today's game. Uh, Forest 5, West Ham 0. Allardyce Massive favourite now to be sacked. Um, we're just looking at the team before we started. Five debutants in there. Five, uh, three of them started. Two off the bench. One of them was playing League Two football last week. Greg wasn't he? He was, yeah. <laughs> and not playing it very well either. <laughs> it's a damning indictment of his ability. Uh, yeah, five nil away to Forest. Forest are a good team. I don't think it's um, a shock result, but maybe a shock scoreline. Um. Yeah, you, yeah, you can definitely see a shock result come in with um, West Ham's form and Forest form. Yeah, didn't, you didn't expect that to score on at all. But then you, you, you look—if you watched it, the defence. Oh my god! <laughs> I, honestly, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, well, I've, I have watched Millwall, but I mean, um, no, it was—it was shocking. It was—they were just, especially at the end. I mean, I guess West Ham had given up, but this was at three yeah. 0 Still, you know, this, this, and they had about twenty minutes to go, and you never know—they could have brought come back if they put put it all on it, but. Um, they just looked like they'd given up at three 0 and yeah. Forest were just taking the piss of their defence. It was they were just opening them up like, like, like they would open up a, a non-league team. It was it was so bad the defence. It was they were just they were just having fun. The, the Forest strikers were having fun. Yeah, is it Jamie and Patterson then, with a hat trick? Yeah, Jamie yeah, Patterson was, with a hat trick. He was brilliant, was he? and it, it's um, worth bearing in mind that the uh, one centre forward that Forest were playing was a centre back. Oh yeah, Greg Halford. Yeah, yeah, he's been so, filling in to quite good effect this year as well. I bet it was just atrocious from first to last by by West Ham. Yeah, they've got injury worries, but it's a squad game now. Allardyce should know that. You should be a little bit more prepared than just throwing five kids into a game. One of those cries for attention, sort of like that. <laughs> Like Mourinho does, this, look how bad my squad is, I need to spend some money. Yeah, problem is they'd, they'd give Mourinho some money, they're just going to sack Allardyce instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then give the new kids some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we gave you £15 million in the summer, and what happened there? May as well have just put a pile of cash on the treatment <laughs> team. <laughs> some other results from today then, Chelsea won 2-0 away at Derby. Uh, it took them quite a while to break Derby down, but got the win in the end. Horrendously boring. Was it? Yeah, so boring. It was, uh, it and then the goal came from a header from a free kick. And... John Obi Mikel. Is that two this season? On fire. But, well, you say season, but you could have said life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Oscar with the second. His 300th Chelsea game as well. How, do, how is he playing? 300? Is... <laughs> that's mental. Sure, that's what they said. <laughs> 
How did uh, Liverpool get on? They beat Oldham 2 0. Was that equally as dull? Uh, Iago Aspas and then a, an own goal from a kid. Oh, I um, I stumbled across Liverpool TV oh, really? this afternoon, which is always <laughs> which is always a joy. <laughs> yeah. and then, and which one of the major terrestrial channels was that with their punditry? <laughs> well, Sky, BBC, ITV, <laughs> Phil Could Bab uh, doing a great Phil job. Bab, and uh, it was really they had one caller saying that this would be the the start of Aspas. <laughs> <laughs> This, he was going to kick on and he'd get, go on and get maybe 10, 15 goals this season. Brilliant. <laughs> Do you remember when they called Harry Cure the missing piece of the jigsaw? Oh, God. Another big pile of cash on the treatment table. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man United, they lost at home to Swansea. Won 1 2. Uh, 90th minute goal from Wilfred Boney. He's had a good week, hasn't he? Two against City, one against United. Anyone see this? Yeah, Man United were awful. Really? At home again. Yeah, Fabio Just... sent off and what on the pitch for four minutes. Yep, deserved his red card as well. Really? Just a bad tackle. <laughs> Could have no complaints. So um, Ferguson only lost once in the third round in his 26 years at Man United. That was the Leeds in 2010. It's taken uh, Moyes one year to equal that record. <laughs> I suppose you could argue that man. Well, I mean, obviously, Sam Allardyce has thrown the match at West Ham, but um, you could argue that Moyes. Are we liable for that? Uh, <laughs> that uh, blame me, blame me for that. Okay. Um, These are the views of Colin, me. not the views um, of Manuel Post. But you could argue that David Moyes isn't going to lose any sleep about not being involved in the FA Cup. Now, he can always qualify for the Europa League for his <laughs> Carling Cup, can't he? <laughs> What do you, what's that? Is that when he loses to when he loses to Man City in the final? And <laughs> what happens? No, the league, it'll go back into the league, Greg. He's still not going to. Then he will uh, try and finish seventh. I think that's what got... he needs. Yeah, he's, he's got... trying to make it as easy as possible for him to qualify for Europe in the league. <laughs> Keep them positions open. It's not good. It's not good for Man United. Really, I think. Moyes has to win something this season, I think. And the League Cup's got to be anyone he can go for now. He doesn't have to win something. They might have to play a little bit better, though, surely. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, so, um, that's so subjective. Yeah, true. Uh, let's move on to Saturday. So, in Everton, they beat QPR 4-0. Dispatched the, uh, one of just, the best teams in the Championship. Just showing you the difference between the Championship and the... Yeah, and the striker that... QPR won a buy, scored two against them, and did he miss a penalty as well? Uh, apparently, he tried to chip it. Oh. A little Paninka penalty, which I admire. He's never scored a hat trick for Everton either. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's not scored since March 2013. Confidence is obviously up after those first two goals. Another one for Seamus to... Coleman, though, like we said last week. Boy can't stop scoring. Yeah. He's our second top scorer now. <laughs> He's going to be catching up with uh, Lukaku. If he doesn't, he keeps going. Well, yeah, and then Leighton Baines will come back, and Lukaku's going to end up being the third highest scorer behind two fullbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man City got a one-all. Well, Blackburn, I suppose, got a one-all draw with Man City. Uh, their away form was shown to be not great again. Neil Dan's, Scott Dan, sorry, with the uh, equaliser from the Grado scored just before half-time. This is a pretty dull game as well. Yeah, it was. 
What an interesting weekend of football with that. Um, what? Just watch it, watching it, the game has made me sad. <laughs> Were there any giant killings? Is Sheffield United beating Villa a giant killing? Um, considering Paul Lambert probably tried his best to lose. Yeah. Um, especially after his comments. Yeah, that angered week. quite a lot of... Uh... Football purists. Yeah. But well, did, is he, he said the FA Cup was shit. Yeah, he said basically we don't need to. Well, we don't. We're not trying to win the FA Cup. Oh, I remember he said it was a waste of time. Yeah. I remember reading that now. Yeah, but he, he sort of says that, that it's not really worth. That people, you know, we glad to see the back of it. The teams would be glad to see the back of it. They don't. They're not looking forward to it. And it, and, and he's not all that wrong because it the, the the glitz and glamour of the FA Cup is it's not there. It is now thought of as something that gets in the way of the league. Yeah. Um. Especially towards the end, and because there's such such a financial in financial terms, if 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 Villa do go down, they're banging trouble. So they've got to concentrate on the league, and yeah. and um, that FA Cup does get in the way of that a bit, and because they've got such a pressure to stay up, yeah, it gets then... in the way. And, and it's not all that wrong. It's, it's a sort of modern day football. It's a shame now because the FA Cup used to be such a big competition. Yeah. Um, something that people look forward to but you know you go to an FA Cup game now um, especially the third round once it all starts start of a new competition and it's you know dead yeah you can see the fans point of view though that's Villa's real only opportunity to get any sort of success this Cup, season but, isn't it? Yeah, or trophy there is no doubt about that but then they've got to think as well about the yeah you need to stay how, up how Paul Lambert feels yeah because he needs to stand, stay up yeah. he's got that he's got that target to stay up Wigan last year won it and relegated exactly. <laughs> now that, I, I... I think the FA Cup is still alive. I, I love, disagree. I, I, well, I, I loved it last year, but <laughs> I, I think it gives you a distraction from the league, especially if you're not doing too well in in your league position. Um, and I, I think it was a mistake by Paul Lambert to not to throw the game, but it wasn't that weak a team you put out, to be honest. No, it's pretty much the team that starts every Premier League game. But that's pretty weak as well, isn't it? His first team. So <laughs> the the thing is, it it attracts more attention. He's in a, a bit of a he's on a sticky wicket, is Paul Lambert, in my opinion, and he's just got beaten by a, a team that's 18th in the third division. Yeah. That doesn't do him any favours, especially after what he said. I, I know he said he was misquoted, but I'm not really sure how he could be misquoted with what he said. But <laughs> um, no, I don't. I, I don't think that's a good result for him at all. No. Do you think the that? Part of the problem with the that we're thinking, especially this this season currently with the FA Cup, is that the draw was quite uninspiring. Yeah, there was no real minnows against a big Premier League team, was there? It's no. And, and have you seen the fourth fourth round draw? I've not seen the draw for it yet. It's, no. There's it's no point really <laughs> watching. There's nothing to look. There's nothing to look for there. It's they're all. There's nothing. No standout games at all. Yeah. Not one. Another boring not round. <laughs> Chelsea, Stoke, uh, oh, Arsenal, Coventry. Uh, Arsenal at home to Coventry. That's a, that's the Chelsea Stoke. Yeah, I think I think, we drew, I think Everton drew Stevenage. Stevenage, yes, Stevenage away. This is a good yeah. chance for Martinez back to back FA Cup wins. The way Everton are playing. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? Do you can push on for that as well as finishing the top four. I'd I'd rather finish in the top four. Yeah. I'd rather finish in the top four and have lost to QPR. What if you finished? What if we? What if you won the FA Cup but you finished sixth in the league? Take it. 
it's a trophy. It's yeah. history. That's your well. And I don't think Martinez is the sort of guy, especially having won it last year, is the sort of guy to turn the opportunity down. I think he's going to keep putting his str- strongest team out. Mm. I think he'll take it seriously. And to be honest, Everton have got a bit of a gimme if they've got Stevenage. Slam <laughs> <laughs> so in the lower league clubs, Colin. But at the moment, there is. Lower league clubs and Aston Villa. Yeah. <laughs> There's good potential for um, uh, another cup upset this year, anyway. Yeah. With all the teams that are in there. Mm. All right, well, there's two tragic games from yesterday, Leeds and Millwall. Where should we go first? <laughs> uh, um, Adam, go Adam, you choose. Who should we talk about first? Leeds or Millwall's loss? I couldn't care about either <laughs> of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Millwall then, James. Come on. 4-1 loss away from home to Southend. Um, yeah, well, we're not in the best of situations at the moment. Um, we've, we've, we're managerless. Yeah. Uh, which I think uh, obviously I, I was away for while the low mess was sacked, which which was which was a shame because you'd have heard me celebrating. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's it, obviously the, the, the absolute delightful news that he went in, in on, on Boxing Day was uh, has been marred a bit by the three the, the two losses. Um, yeah, under, under Neil Harris and uh, Fitzgerald, which which is, I mean, and I don't think anyone blames. Harris at all. He's our absolute hero, Harris, and he's been he's not he's got no experience at all as a manager. Mm. Um so it's not it's, it's not it's 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 one it's just the players apparently it was just horrendous. There was no effort, no fight, no I mean I saw improvements to be honest when I when I was at the Leicester game, I saw us having more chances. I mean they were top of the league and we were actually getting chances which wasn't happening under Lomas. Yeah. Um and it did look a little bit better. I thought we could. I'm sure we'll get some sort of result against a League Two club. But to be smashed to bits for for one, you just think that the players went there with um, think it's going to be easy. Think it was going to be easy. Yeah, uh, and and with a bit of an ego. I think that's the problem now. I think there's a lot of egos at Millwall. Yeah. Um, and I think Lomas has let that happen. I think that <laughs> you know Lomas has you know he's lost the he's lost control of the changing room. There was all sorts of stuff. People were going on Twitter. There was players on Twitter that would. Blatantly indirecting <laughs> Lomas, and it was, it was out of control. And I think there's a lot of um, there's just a, a lot of egos at Millwall. And I think they need I think they need someone now to get them in put control. Them in there, put, get them in control because, like I said, we've got a really strong team. Mm. Like, we need to get them playing properly. But the current ones... we need to get them playing properly and stop thinking they're better than others. Or yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, the current um, Oxford Phoenix manager, Ian Holloway's one to six. Yeah, so he favorite. was supposed to be announced. He was supposed to be announced after the game. Well, the rumours were he was going to be announced after the game. Yeah. <laughs> and that you just think of <laughs> 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 second, 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 yeah. second thoughts. But um, no, the other name is Presley, Stephen Presley from Coventry. Yeah, Dave Jones is in there. Uh, seven to one. Russell Slade. Is he like an Orient boss, I think? He is, yeah. Yeah, and Justin Edinburgh, who's in um, League Two, isn't he? Go get. I don't know why Leighton Orient would Newport. Let, yeah. <laughs> Lone Orient would let their manager go. They're doing well. No, especially to Millwall as well. That's exactly. Um, I, yeah, Holloway would be my favourite out of the names. Yeah, I'd like to see him back in management. I mean, he's not. He's he's got some good reports and he's got some bad. But I mean, his most recent one was uh, Palace, and they did. <laughs> did yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. If you have to look at it. He did a good job there. Yeah, I'm getting up. I mean, they did just crawl over the 
finish line there <laughs> at, the, at the end. But they did they did get there in the end. So yeah, true. And he was up there. He was up there in the top uh, the top half for most of the time he was there. So um, he's what? my favourite for the job anyway. Cause he and he has the, what he has as well is the championship experience. That's the main. That's the main. Yeah. Go on, Connor. What I was going to say is that uh, you know with Millwall's current malaise, it shows what a great job Kenny Jacket did. Yeah. And yeah. and you know he's got Wolves into second place, which is where you'd expect them, but. Um, to be, but yeah, it shows what what sort of quality he really did have. It's, it's the same with all fans that were that her now have been calling saying, "Oh, we need a a manager under the radar, someone that's not going to cause headlines, like and <laughs> someone who he's got a bit of experience, he's wise and wise and knows what he's doing, mm. but wise and under the radar manager." Sure. And I'm thinking, you are the same manager, you are the same fans <laughs> that were asking for Kenny Jacket to leave. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly um, what you need now, isn't it? Oh, uh, he's yeah. Stable. There's nothing you could do. You can't. You can't say, oh, "I wish we had him back." He's, he's just got to hope for someone else with, with the experience. Hopefully, it is Holloway with that championship experience, and hopefully, it's not Warnock. <laughs> I mean, he's a big name. People want want Warnock. I mean, are you mad? <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Four one. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Well, I watched the Leeds Rochdale game. It was uh, being streamed to the Americans for some reason. I'm not sure why they wanted to watch that. And uh, it was appalling, Colin. 2-0 loss away at Rochdale. Well, first of all, give the credit to Rochdale. They were brilliant. Their, they were their the second team. goal is fantastic. Aside for 18-yard volley into the top corner. And he knew exactly what he was doing as well. Oh, yeah, Paddy Kenny was our best player. That tells you everything you need to know. It could have been 3-0. It could have been 4-0. Yeah. Um, I'll say now, this is the worst performance I've ever seen from a Leeds team. Oh, I don't. Oh, I've seen some stinkers, Ross. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just I think Leeds have hit a brick wall. Um, th- this was a bad result for Leeds. It's a bad one. We've had a, quite a few bad results now. Um, you couldn't pass to a teammate. It every time the ball just got given away. Every single time, defense looked like they didn't know what to do. Jason Pierce was our best defender, and I've not. I'm not Jason Pierce's biggest fan. Was, People might remember from last season. Everyone's just the, the, out of position. Austin looks completely fucked. Shouldn't be the captain, I don't think, because he, nope. he's just so inconsistent. McCormack touched the ball maybe twice, three times. Had to keep dropping into midfield to try and get the ball, and then when he did, there was no one up top, which left Matt Smith up top, which just meant that let's just thump a long ball up. It was like watching Neil Warnock football again. It was, yeah. And... Another player didn't mention there, Luke Murphy. Terrible. Million pounds. He he looks like he, he was bought from crew and he looks still like a, a third division player. Mm. Um I I get a little bit I'm not saying anything bad about Brian McDermott and I'll give him time. You've got to give him time, he can't keep sacking managers. But when a team starts to improve and then play well, and then all of a sudden goes off the boil, I always think there's a reason for that. Mm. And more often than not, it's, the, it's something to do with the manager. And I don't know what's happened at Leeds, but something's happened. Yeah, <laughs> something bad. Oh. Rochdale, a fourth division, right? They're, they're League Two, yeah. They are. They're fifth, I believe. Are they, Greg? They're around the top, aren't they? They're around the top. But when I watched them at Fratton Park, we hammered them three 0 yeah. and they were they were the worst professional team I've ever seen. Yeah, you said that on the podcast. I remember that. They were <laughs> terrible. Do you mean that 
Apart from Portsmouth. Apart from Portsmouth, yeah. <laughs> Some Other pretty damning Portsmouth. things about Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arsenal beat Tottenham 2-0. Theo Walcott had a jolly good time on his way off the pitch. That was enjoyable. I enjoyed that. Is he going to get a ban for that, probably? He, should. oh, he shouldn't oh, do. Why? Oh, no. This is the FA, though. He could have put his middle finger up. (laughs) He's getting pelted. He's getting pelted with all these missiles, these coins. I mean, it's just disgusting behaviour. Yeah, but it's not the fancy uh, let him die. Let him die. Well, that's a classic, though, isn't that one? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Classic. That's the Millwall song, though. (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, he could could have done a lot worse. He's getting pelted with all these missiles and a lot of abuse. And what does he do? Sends a banter back. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it either, but... If you, not, can't, if you I, can't give it, I, if you can't take it, don't give it. And, uh, the only problem I have is that's not sending banter back because throwing things at him is not yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. No, that's assault, basically. Okay, only fair. one person. Yeah, he, he, okay, he, he uh, replied with banter. Yeah, the best way he could. He, he, he it's done. just the smug look on his face. His little cheeky yeah. smile. It's so <laughs> funny. Greg, your girlfriend's but, a Tottenham fan. She was happy with this, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, she was chuffed a bit. She was fuming yeah. from some of her tweets I saw. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was a disgrace for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> We're all laughing. Yeah, but but the thing is, yet again, what time was this match played? Uh, it, five o'clock. Five. Yeah, yeah, it was a five five fifteen kickoff. Whenever it was. Yeah, London derby. Moved, North London derby moved for TV. Everybody knows what's going to happen. All the Arsenal and Spurs fans are going to be on the beers from eleven o'clock in the morning. That's what you get. You get players and staff pelted with coins. Yeah. Again, it's it's silly. It should have been played at three o'clock. Yeah. No, it should have been played at. I can't remember the last time I watched the North London derby at didn't kick off at twelve fifteen. At twelve thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Yeah, it's always the early game, isn't it, on a Saturday? It wasn't a weak team by Tottenham either, really. A, a weak formation, perhaps. What did they, did they play? Four four two. Uh, that's how it looked to me. I didn't... <laughs> yeah, has a boy coming to the team now, hasn't he? And been doing all right up to, up until yesterday's game, anyway. That that is strange. Can anybody explain to me why he was frozen out of the team for so long? Because he didn't have a shirt number at the start of the season, did he? No, he's the highest paid player as well. Did AVB just have an issue with him, or or because he doesn't look too bad? It must be a striker. Very strange. They must have had a fallen out, or yeah, just not not got along, or maybe he said something to AVB and he's been just completely dropped from the squad. But I can't imagine he's the AVB is the first person to have had a falling out of Adebayo. No, no, it's quite a lot of people. Them Arsenal fans remember them throwing sandwiches at him on the pitch. <laughs> and Hummer. <laughs> It's a better class than hooligan at Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> so there, Arsenal through to the next round. Do they get the next round, James? Uh, it's the, uh, Coventry. Coventry. Uh, uh, at home, I believe, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, any other results that stood out? Wigan 3, MK Dons 3, Goldfest. Uh, Coventry actually stood out for me. Yeah. Um, Away at Barnsley. Away at Barnsley, obviously they've had their troubles and, and they're in League One. Um, but yeah, to 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 win at Barnsley, that that was a, a good result. Mm. What one other result stood out for me as well? 
um, even though they lost, was uh, Grimsby 2, Huddersfield Town 3. Grimsby were leading as well in that game yeah. um, and needed a very late on goal uh, for Huddersfield to, uh, to take, take the win. But uh, that's a real effort from Grimsby when you, when you consider that they're non-league. Mm. Same as uh, Macclesfield as well, wasn't it? One all with uh, Sheffield Wednesday. They needed the money for the next round to stay afloat and pay the wages and stuff. It was a big sob story on Football Focus. I didn't really, wasn't paying much attention if I'm honest. But, uh, they're in the draw anyway for the fourth round if they can get past Sheffield Wednesday and the replay. Uh, well, uh, let's move this to something a bit different. Now, last week we did a mid-season report on all the teams in the Premier League. What I want now is I'm going to go through some of the, the bigger signings of the summer from each club. And I want either... If they've been a hit, if they've been a miss, or if the jury's still out on them. So we'll go through alphabetical, and we'll start with Arsenal. Uh, the, the only player they paid any money for in the summer was uh, Meza Ozil, forty-two million. Uh, he's been a hit for me. I'm resounding hit for me. Yeah. Colin, what do you think to Ozil? I think he's obviously a hit, isn't he? I mean, the thing is, for me, more than. His skills on the pitch, I think it's sent a statement of intent from Arsenal. Mm. That's exactly, yeah, I completely agree with you, Colin. I think it's about um, <coughs> it's about not only what it, it shows to other people, but I think it also perhaps has um, shaken up and changed some attitudes within the club as well. Yeah. I think as well, it just, it, obviously it helped Arsenal, but I think the actual signing of him hurt other clubs. I think it hurt David Moyes because he'd lacked... Um, mm. the ability to get a similar name into Manchester United. Um, so I think it's plus Paul points all round for for Arsene Wenger bringing him in. Oh, we'll get to uh, we'll get to David Moyes and his big summer signing in a bit. Um, what do you reckon, then, Greg James? Mr. Ozil, it's been a success. Yeah, well, he? <laughs> you saw it from straight away in his first game. He, um, it's brilliant, and, and you, you can just see it's a different Arsenal side now, isn't it? Not, and I'm not. Like like you say, I think it, maybe the attitude in the club cha- uh, changed, mm. but there's definitely a um. It's, 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 you haven't got that feeling of, of this is an Arsenal side that are gonna are gonna um fall apart now. They you know they're, yeah. they're they're going for it. I I think it's gonna be City that wins it personally, but you, you, I'd love to see Arsenal do it. And I think the signing of Özil was like you say a, a a message message of intent, and as well it it's it. I also can't put it into words. Um, it did give that extra attacking, yeah, bit that they needed. Um, the assist that he was getting straight away. Yeah, it took some of the pressure off uh, Cazorla from last year, didn't and it? As it, well, exactly. And you can you can see there's a difference to the side now, especially attacking. Mm. Um, and some I mean, sometimes he's had he's had a bit of a. At the start, he was superb. He sort of died off a bit, hasn't it? And then, but he's just always been there. Always been consistently. Yeah, he's, he's out with an injury at the minute, but I expect him to come back and be just as good as he was at the start of the season, really. Um, Greg, you going to make it a full set? Yeah, I think that his main um, impact has been the freedom that he's given to the other midfield players as well, and you can mm. see that in Ramsey's performances and um, Wilshire's progression this season. Um, I think it's just given that uh, Arsenal side a lot more balance because previously they had players like Ramsey or Wilshire wasted out on the wing. Mm. Uh, it's just given them a lot more, a lot more balance, and you know, Giroud. I think he's uh, benefiting from all the chances that Ozil's creating as well. So, yeah. the, I think the, the the best signing of the the summer for me that was. Wow. 
I, I think it's it's the way that I think that he's that signing has perhaps forced other players to raise their game by maybe as little as you're talking about a couple of percent. Mm. But I think that when you when you take all those those marginal gains across the whole the whole eleven, yeah. But actually, you can see in the Arsenal's performances how well they're doing currently. The, the difference that's been making. Yeah, the CEOs are at this level above them. You think, shit, we better step this up. Well, I think if you just take take a look at, for example, if you take a look at Chesney mm. and just think that you've got him there thinking, shit, I need to concentrate. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's as little as, I need to concentrate because I can't afford to just be making a mistake now because we've got Urzo and we're, the, we're, we're genuine now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Also, a good signing for Arsenal as well was that Matthew Flamini bringing him back on a free transfer just gave him that bit of steel in midfield, didn't he? It's like, and he slotted in like he's never he was never away. Yeah, <laughs> like the first game back, he saw him just come on and he just made a crunching tackle immediately. He's like, "Yeah, that's what you're here for. That's your job. Well done." Um, we'd move on to Villa then. Their biggest signing was uh, Libor Kozak from Lazio. It's a seven million pound signing. Um, I believe he's he's just literally this week broken his leg in training. Ouch. But before that, I don't think he was really setting the Premier League on fire, was he? No one, none of the strikers at Villa were really <laughs> no. setting anything alight. Uh, yeah, but he broke his leg in training on Thursday, apparently. He's out for, well, until next season. He's made 15 appearances, he's got four goals. I think that kind of sums up Villa, doesn't it? They've just been a bit, uh, this season. Yeah, I think they'll stay up, but not going to challenge the top half of the table either, really. Very uninspiring all round. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Cardiff then. Gary Medell was their biggest signing, uh, eleven million pounds. They also signed Stephen Corker for eight million, and um, Andreas Cornelius for seven and a half. Uh, Gary Medell's got to be the standout there, isn't he? He's he's been pretty superb this year. Quite entertaining as well. But I still, if you if you look at them as signings, and we look at what we were talking about last week about how. They've perhaps they've overpaid. Mm. You could say for, but you can't maybe you can't class those signings as good because that's effectively they perhaps cost Malcolm Mackay's job. Yeah, yeah, I suppose they they definitely overpaid. I mean, eight million for Stephen Corker, who made hardly any appearances for Tottenham. Yeah, I, I think he's a brilliant player. He though. is a good defender, really but eight million pounds for potential. I was really surprised that Tottenham were willing to let him go. They got Michael Dawson. They need a good defender. I think they've been average. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a hit for any of their signings. I think that might be overshadowed by what's going to happen this month. Yeah, you got a bit I of money to spend. spend they? Well, I mean, this is the first podcast since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was appointed. Oh yeah, and apparently you've got a thirty, thirty-five million pound war chest to spend. Even though Malky McCoy had none to spend a few weeks back. I think it's a case of that he didn't, he didn't really trust him with the money. He didn't trust Malcolm McCow with the money. The relationship had obviously broken down. Mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the guy he wants. I think they've. it's a bit of a coup getting Solskjaer, to be honest. They're linked with lots of bigger jobs than this. He turned down the Villa job, didn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. this is a risk yeah. for him, this one. This could really damage his reputation, I think. Could it? No, no. Is that not? Is this not a completely free pass? Well, so if he fails, the same, it's the fact that he's been the working same, for a maniac. In the same way, I just I, I discussed about how Malky Mackay's actually massively benefited from this. He's because he's now considered, although without really doing an awful lot, Malky Malky Mackay's now considered a Premier League manager. 
mm. and will probably get a Premier League job, even though he's achieved nothing in the Premier League. Just the same thing happened for Solskjaer. It's like it's like being Chelsea manager. <laughs> Doesn't really affect your career after they sack you. No, exactly. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I, I see it slightly differently, Adam, because I'm at the end of the day, Malcolm McKite. We, we know there was the uh, the email that was leaked. You know, sack or uh, resign or be sacked yeah. from Vincent Tan. Who leaked that? We all know who leaked that. Malcolm McKay. Mm. Now I think he's not covered himself in glory. I think that's going to cost him his payoff. Yeah, could do. Yeah, because yeah. that sounds like gross misconduct to me. <laughs> well, will that put chairman off from appointing him? Yeah, you know is. the fact that he is he a bit of a. A big head. Does he think he's bigger than the chairman? In which case, a lot of chairmen might say, "You know what? It's too big a risk." It's just, it's just a thought. Uh, but I don't think I... Malcolm Mackay is this massive hero that a lot of people are saying. And I'm sure that Cardiff City fans will soon forget Malcolm Mackay if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer starts doing well. Yeah. I think the best thing that can happen, the best thing that's happened to Malcolm Mackay is that now he doesn't have to wear those ridiculous ties. <laughs> they were hideous. <laughs> Uh, James, what do you reckon? Why a tie with such a thick strike? <laughs> James, Greg, what do you reckon to Cardiff's summer deal? So shot. I'm, I'm not really, I've not really got any opinions on their signings, but I've, I've been looking forward to seeing Solskjaer in uh, management in England. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was coming. Um, obviously, Mo- Moyes, uh, not Moyes, um, Ferguson's given him big. Yeah. Uh, 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 so he's going to be brilliant. He would be a brilliant manager. No pressure. So I've been, I've been, no, no pressure at all. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, I've been, um, yeah, I've been excited to see what, what he does. I think it's, it's it, yeah, we we'll have to see with under Mr. Vincent Tan. <laughs> it's, it's, it. We'll just have to see. Yeah. How, what he's allowed to do and how much freedom he is actually allowed, and uh, and you know, after how many losses will it be that he's, yeah. that he's asked, he's asked to to, re- to retire <laughs> to resign even. Yeah. Thoughts, Greg? Um, what do you think? Um, I think all the signings. I think the jury's still out. Yeah. All of them. I think. Well, uh, I think you can make a, a better judgment at the end of the season, depending whether they stay up or not. Yeah. Um, Solskjaer, I think, yeah, a good appointment. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. He started his reign well, and they've got a massive game against uh, West Ham uh, next week. So, you know, mm. I think the jury's still out for. Cardiff City as an entity for me. <laughs> just the whole thing. The moment. Yeah. I, mean, I think Greg's spot on because although I, I'll sit here and claim that they've overpaid, if they those signings end up being enough to keep them in the Premier League, then they've done their job, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's what they were tasked with this season, weren't they? I was, I was saying that they were they hadn't strengthened enough earlier at the start of the season. Yeah. I was saying that all all the teams hadn't strength hadn't done enough strengthening, um, so. And I thought they were all going to go straight back down. So if, just, if they stay up, then the signings have done, yeah, done their job. I think the most incredible thing is that in when it gets to the end of the season, it'll be 15 years since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer scored the goal <laughs> in the Champions League to win the treble. He doesn't look a day older. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> baby-faced assassin. Just, just one point as well. In the last podcast, I referred, I mentioned a caller on 606 who said that he'd spoken with Vincent Tan and that the next manager would be an Italian manager <laughs> yeah. who's currently working in Serie A. Adam said it was absolute bollocks. 
Um, Adam, I doff my cap to you. You're 100% correct. Right, let's go to Chelsea then. Uh, they spent big in the summer. £30 million on uh, Willian. Uh, £18 million on Andy Scherler. Uh, £9 million on Mario, Marco van Hinkle. He got injured quite early on, so you can't really count him bad. We think Scherler and uh, Willian have got on. Willian started very slowly. Mm. but He's looking he's, better, isn't he? He's looking better and he looks like... It looks to me like he's started to earn Mourinho's trust. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the things that you can... That Mourinho can definitely be labelled with is that he... Once he gets a group of players, he will trust them. But they, they have to earn that and that's the problem that Mata currently faces. Yeah. But if you look that at currently, I'd say that it's William, Oscar, and Hazard are the three that he trusts in that team. Mm. The three that he wants. Um, I don't think he knows what to do with Sherl, really. Whether... I think Sherl is. I find Sherl quite uninspiring. Yeah, he's efficient, isn't he? German. Is that just me? <laughs> he does his job. I know a couple of Chelsea fans. They're quite happy with his performance so far. They didn't expect big things for him. And think he could get better in the future. I think he's done all right. Maybe a few more goals, possibly. But, um, Greg, what do you think of Chelsea? Um, I think Williams starting to look like a player mm. worthy of a thirty million pound take. He's got a long way to go, yeah. but he's um, slowly getting there. Uh, I think they needed just another one to fit into that that uh, that three behind the front man because obviously matters not getting a look in and he's kind of complimenting Hazard and Oscar quite well mm. um, Schurler he's had an effect on a couple of games he played very well at Stoke didn't he Yeah. Um, even though they lost and you know, he's a German international so you can't you know what you're going to get your from eyelids at that yeah um, I think there's still more to come from him mm. but I think William will prove to be the best signing out of the two Samuel Leto on a free transfer Colin is he a, a boom or a bust well, he hasn't boomed yet, has he? <laughs> no. I, I think I think he was a. We all know that Chelsea wanted Wayne Rooney. Yeah. And I think he's a poor man's replacement for Wayne Rooney. I mean, he. Yeah, he's free, but he's still going to be on a lot of wages. Um, and I think the fact that we all probably think that Chelsea still need a new striker <laughs> says everything that you need to know really about Samueletto. Yeah. Is that not the problem with the signing? Of um, of William, that it almost seems like like one that they didn't need mm. because they have so many of these players. Um, but they did need a striker. You could say they still need a central midfield player, but they instead they spent that thirty million pounds. And now the the talk is that they do still want to get a striker, but actually because of their losses for financial fair play, that they need to sell before they can buy. Yeah, you gotta think Matt has got to be the first one out the door, isn't he? He's, he's yeah. going to command a big fee as well. Well, why, why don't you just swap him straight for Wayne Rooney? Well, Nap- Napoli are apparently interested. They could maybe do a swap deal for Higuain. I've seen that uh, touted a few places. That would be ideal for everyone, really. The thing is, though, why do you not play one matter? He's an amazing, He's one of the best players in the Premier League. He's a player of the year for the past two seasons. Why is he not playing? I, I don't understand it. It's it's because crazy. It, because Mourinho thinks that he, he dawdles in possession and he wants to play a quick transitional game. Mm. 
That's that's why he loves Eden Hazard so much. Hazard does a lot of tracking as well, doesn't he? He comes back and helps out a lot more. <clears throat> I don't know. Let's move on to Palace. James, what are your thoughts on uh, how Dwight Gale's done for his six million pounds they paid for him? Simple, <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point. Yeah. Who else did they get as well? Um, Adrian Mariapa, um, three million. Shemak uh, was Shemak on loan, or did they buy him? Shemak's on loan, yeah. Didn't they get some guy who has been playing in the conference, or is that Cardiff? I get confused. And every time he's on the pitch, they talk about how, you know, 18 months ago he was playing oh, yeah, against... Yeah, that is Dwight Gale, yeah. I think two oh, years ago he was in the conference, and then he went to Peterborough, and now he's in the Premier League. Not really pulling up any trees. Greg, what do you think? So there, uh, I quite like I quite like Dwight Gale. For £6 million, though? Um, I think he's a, a fairly young player learning his game. And he's English, and he's kind of got that knack in front of goal. He has got a couple, um, hasn't he? Already. Yeah, he, well, he proved the match winner at Villa hmm. um, a couple of days ago with a fantastic goal. And um, I think if they stay up, then I th- he could prove to be you know, worth that six million. Because look at six million these days. It's nothing, is it? Really? Uh, it's pennies. Yeah. You know what do you really expect for by a six million pound striker? How many goals realistically? Yeah, around the what seven so, to ten mark probably. Yeah, so um, Gale more than likely get you that. Mm. Especially no in the So there's been an improvement at Palace. Well, that must have took some time. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I was hoping for a, a five-point record-breaking <laughs> low, but you know, they, there is some improvement there. Um, but the the table at the moment is just such sensational reading. <laughs> Uh, but, West Ham down there as well. <laughs> yeah, West Ham and Palace in the relegation zone. I, mean, I don't know why I'm getting excited anyway. It's, we're going down ourselves. Right? <laughs> yeah, but as long as they um, go down as well, James. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, Dwight Gale, I think, would be a big, big, big problem in the Championship. He's done, obviously, brilliantly to mm. hold his own in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, uh, any more thoughts on Palace, Colin, Adam? Not really. No, Bannon was a decent I, signer for a million pounds. Quite like him as a player. It all seems to be a little bit on the cheap side, doesn't it? Mm. Seems to be a little bit on the safe side. So, just in case we get relegated, we still won't be too financially out of pocket. You know, we'll still be okay. Um, they've not gone hell for leather, you know, like like Cardiff have. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to um, Everton. This is right in Adam's wheelhouse. Uh, James McCarthy, 13 million. And Aruna Kone with 6 million. They're the two biggest deals they did. Uh, you... Hold on. What? Have you, for... have you forgotten about Lukaku, Delafeo, and Gareth Barry? They're loan signings. They don't count. I'm talking about transfers, natural transfers. Uh, have you got value for money out of James McCarthy so far? Um, James McCarthy's brilliant. Yeah. But I've been. Yeah, well, we. We all know how I feel about I felt about James McCarthy for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So I think you slightly over- um, overpaid for Kone. I think you could have got him a bit cheaper. Um, than perhaps, but um, I don't know. Well, he's been injured, hasn't he? So mm. we haven't seen the best of the best of him yet. Um, again, like you said, six million pounds a lot is maybe seems like a lot of money for him. But is this not exactly what you just said about? Strikers that other teams have buyed for six million pounds. Yeah, Kone's at least got Premier League experience as well. Yeah. The best deal Everton did in the summer was getting six million for Victor Anachebi. Yeah. <laughs> that still astounds me. 
I, I, I just don't understand that. Um, Colin, what do you think to Everton's dealings? Okay, I mean, I think you know we're not really concentrating on the loan signings, which is a bit of a shame because that's probably where the quality is. But well, yeah, we know that Delafeo and Lukaku, we know what they've done. And Gareth Barry as well. Yeah, he so looks, well Gareth he's, Barry's probably been the best one of the three. He looks like a player reformed, doesn't he? Um, the best thing about Gareth Barry is that he currently he's a loan signing, but he's out of contract at the end of the season. So there's every chance that he could stick around. Mm. I think the best bit of transfer work that Everton did is that they sold not average players. Well, Anna Chaby, yeah, but um, they <laughs> no, sold, no, not average. <laughs> they, they sold they sold good players for overly inflated prices, especially like uh, Fellaini, yeah. and that's allowed them to to do all the business. Um, Keeping hold of Baines as have. well. Yes. It well, January will be another tough month as well. They'll want it for Everton. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. We'll be getting a phone call from Manchester very soon, I think. <laughs> yeah, if not already. Uh, let's move on to Fulham then. They paid almost £5 million first to Kellenberg. Um, that was it, really. Scotty Parker for £2 million and Sasha Rita for one. Greg, what do you think to the Fulham dealings? Parker's a good deal. Yeah, £2 million. Um, Yeah, that's fair enough. The rest of it, fairly <laughs> un- uninspiring again. Yeah, I thought Stokellenberg was a lot better than he clearly is. He's seen a lot of goals this season. But is he playing with some ropey defence in front of him? Oh, yeah, almost, yeah, almost definitely, yes. <laughs> but um, the thing I, is, in the games I've seen Scott Parker, I have the impression that he's maybe his performances have fallen off the cliff and he's not the player that he was. That it's when a he dramatic was, decline. When he was, when, he was winning, <laughs> when he was winning Football Writer of the Year but still being the most <laughs> underrated player in the league. <laughs> Which is an oxymoron, but yeah, I, th- I don't. Is two million a good deal for him? I'm... It's not bad. It's not he's English. He's not going to get. <laughs> you shouldn't get any resale value on that. So no, he's still good. He's going to make your midfield compete, though, isn't he? Especially for a team like Fulham in the midfield, like I mean, Fulham they've, they've, got as well. Yeah, they're they're crying out for a bit of tenacity. <laughs> so that's then Parker gives that to them. Yeah, you know he's. No, he's, he'll do a job for a club like Fulham. I don't think it's a bad bit of business. Their loan signings, Darren Bent and Adele Terraps, they've not really done anything, have they? What do you think to um, Fulham, James? I think James just sums up pretty well. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Hull. Uh, five million for Tom Huddleston. Bargain. Two and a bit million for Curtis Davis. That's seems bargain. like a bargain as well, yeah. Uh, two million for El Hamadi. Bargain. Yeah. And uh, 1.5 million for Alan McGregor, who's a very good goalie. Bargain, yeah. <laughs> probably the, as, a, as a team, they've probably done the best business. And they've got Jake Livermore on loan, who's a player I, I rate quite highly. Yeah, not, Are we forgetting Danny that. Graham as well? <laughs> One goal for that. Hey, he, he, he scored a goal. <laughs> They've got Steve Harper as well. Decent backup. Decent Premier League backup goalie. Pretty good business. Colin, what do you think to Hull? I'd say it's a hit. Yeah, all of them really. Yeah, yeah. Good value as well for the quality of players are brought in. Yeah, five million for Huddleston. Well, they go. That's because Fulham have long been after Tom. Rumoured to long been after Tom Huddleston. Would they not have been better spending an extra three million pounds? 
and having Tom Huddleston as opposed to Scott Parker. Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At this rate, you'll be able to sell Tom, Tom Huddleston for twenty-five million pounds to Manchester United soon. <laughs> or West Ham. They're not overplaying for English people. <laughs> um, I think it's all around to hit them for Hull, Liverpool. Uh, Mamadou Saku, eighteen million. Uh, Iago Aspas, nine million. Uh, Mignolet, nine million. Luis Alberto, six point eight million. Thiago Elora, seven million. Spent a lot of money there. Um, I'd say they spent a lot of money, not a lot. Yeah, some of them better than others, I think. But would would they be better off saving nine million and keeping Pepe Reina in goal? It depends whether it depends whether Mignolet can become become the goalkeeper that they want for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I still think he's got a lot of learning to do into how how they want to play the game. As as we said, like I still think that he slows the play down for them when they're trying to break. His distribution isn't the best, and we've seen him make some great saves. But in the last last couple games, mm. he's been pretty shoddy. Yeah. Uh, Sarko looked like a great signing, 18 million, but he's seems quite injury prone. He pulled up in the Chelsea game recently with a pulled hamstring, and I've seen him injured before as well. He's, he's still young, though. I think 18 million could prove to be a bargain down the line. They swapped shirts at half time, though. Really? That's because he was injured, though. <laughs> <laughs> Carlo Torre was a decent bit of business on a free transfer. He looked like a good player this year for them after being kind of marginalised at the Man City. And talking of Man City, they'd spent a lot of money in the summer, as you'd expect. Fernandinho, 30 million. Um, Steven Jovetic, 22. Uh, Navas, 17, rising to 23. Uh, Negredo for around 20. And uh, Demichelis, of course, for three, but don't really count that one. I think, apart from Jovetic, who's been injured, they're all massive successes now. I still think they overpaid for Fernandinho. Yeah. 30 million, almost double what Tottenham paid for Paulinho. But he's look, he's looking a good player currently. He's found his feet, I think, and getting forward a bit more, isn't he? A few goals recently. Uh, the biggest success has got to be Negredo, though, surely. Yeah, well, and if you look how they haven't stopped picking up points while Aguero's been injured. Mm. And that's going to be a big. That's a big impact for them. Yeah, Navas, I think, has really looked a lot better than I thought because I, I thought he'd, he'd reached his peak and kind of declined a bit after the real early promise at Seville. But he's looked a really good player recently. Proper out and out winger, which you don't don't see many of in the Premier League these days. Colin, what do you think to how set you've got on? I think the ball quality, and I think it's been expensive, but. That's what Man City do. So, uh, I don't think you can knock any of their signings, really. Um, maybe a little bit too expensive, but, you know, they're going for it, aren't they? They want to do well in Europe. I think they want to do well in Champions League. Got to have a lot of players, didn't you? Yeah. Got to have a lot of good players. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Um, you know, they've bought quality and the amount of money they spent, you'd expect them to... Um, uh, buy well, and I think they have. I think Navas is, for me, being one of the the best deals that uh, the, in the Premiership. Just for the uh, 
the width that he gives them as well because mm. he can stretch teams and that just gives them an, an added outlet. Yeah, last season they got quite forward. bogged down they, in the middle. They play quite narrow. Mm. So this year he's given them a bit more a bit more width. And then um, Negredo, I think he's just given them a, an extra man up front so they don't have to rely on uh, Aguero. Yeah. Right, well, then uh, Man City's neighbours, uh, Man United. They only really made one big sign in the summer and that was Marouane Fellaini for £27.5 million. Is this the biggest flop? For me, yes. It's a lot of money. Everton knew what they were doing, getting as much as they possibly could for him. And he's just not performed, has he? Well, I, I don't know what's wrong with Fellaini. I mean, Adam, you've got to tell us here. Obviously, he appeared to do well at Everton. But was he a bit of a flash in the pan? Was he overrated? And have, and have Manchester United been sold... Sold a dummy. Well, James, what do you think to Fellaini? How's he gone for you? Uh, he pissed me off. Brutally <laughs> 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 honest. <laughs> pissed me off. He, uh, put him in my dream team. <laughs> I was confident that Moyes would uh, do a good job at Man United, and I thought, bringing Fellaini, he'd, uh, he knows Fellaini, he'd, he'd do a good job of him. Uh, yeah, so he's pissed me off big time. <laughs> not, impre- not impressed. It's not worked, <laughs> Not gone well. What do you think, Greg? I just... Um... Panic buy. I don't think that they that was the kind of midfielder they needed really. Mm. Um, I just don't. I don't think he fit. What kind of midfielder do you think they needed then, Greg? Well, someone better than Tom Cleverley. <laughs> um, well, they need. They've got. Uh, they need to replace Paul Scholes. Yeah, really, they need a twenty-seven-year-old Paul Scholes. Is what they need. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I don't think Fellaini's that. He's more of a battering ram. Uh, and I just don't think. He fits in. I mean, they if, it, if they could play him behind the front man, they've got you know plenty of players that can do that. They could got Kagawa and they've got Rooney. Um, they just need someone to sit alongside Carrick who can get forward and uh, is uh, effective in their possession. Yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I don't think uh, Flaney's done that at all. What do you think, Adam? Because uh, Colin said, I think you might have nipped off for a second there, but was he more of a, a flash in the pan Everton? Did uh, did you expect this from him when he left? No, I didn't expect this. I thought he'd be brilliant. Um, I still think he might be, because I, I've seen him... Uh, <coughs> I, I appreciate what you're saying about him playing behind the front man, but I've seen him play for Everton and have some absolutely fantastic games playing behind... Um, playing in a holding midfield, sorry... Mm. Playing as deep as a as a part of a two, and um, he can he can definitely do it. He's got all the technical attributes to play there as well. A big strong guy, he can head balls away. He can add, give you a bit of defensive steel. Mm. It's it's a and, big step up. No disrespect to Everton, Everton, but it's a massive, massive step up, isn't it? To go and play, go and play for Man United. It's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Maybe he's just not handled that. Is but that part could of you it. not set? But is it a big step up when you're when you're there and you could perhaps say that he was he was maybe carrying Everton at sometimes playing carrying the team on his own mm. winning games yeah single handedly he should now be playing in theory with a lot better players around him yeah it should yeah it should have just been a natural progression he shouldn't have to it's it's not like it's all on him every week there should be play, other players who you can rely on to. to to dig you out of, of trouble and mm. 
I think that, that Man United's failings are, are many, and I don't think that they just come down to Fellaini in central midfield. I think that, de- depending on what so- sort of formation you want to play, I think that he can fit in brilliantly there. Mm. Okay, let's move on to uh, Newcastle. Didn't really spend any money in the summer. They signed Oliver Kemen from Mets. I don't think he's even played yet. Uh, got... Sorry, just quickly, just one thing with what I would say with Fellaini, the biggest mistake is the fact that they overpaid for him. Not because I don't think that's the money he's worth, but because he was available cheaper yeah. earlier earlier in the summer. Yeah, was it 15 million, wasn't it? His transfer buyout. And then they let that lapse and then had to pay 20. No, it was, no, it was tw- I think it was 24. Oh, right. And then they paid 28 in the end, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they paid an extra £4 million pounds that they mm. didn't have Could to. spend somewhere else. <laughs> uh, well, Newcastle's best signing was like Remy. I think, hands down, of the two they signed. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about loan signings. Yeah. Okay, then tell me how um, Oliver Kemen's got on for them, then. Well, Joe Kinnear was right. <laughs> the squad was good. <laughs> <laughs> I think when a team hasn't spent any other money, you can talk about loan signings. He's done all right. And if they can tie him down permanently, then they've got a good player there if he uh, manages to um, avoid a stint in the clink. I believe they have an, op- they have an option to... to- to buy him permanently as well. Oh, really? They should definitely activate that. <laughs> you wonder whether maybe that's contingent on QPR perhaps not getting promoted, though. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they've won him back, wouldn't they? they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, Norwich, they spent a lot of money. Uh, Van Wolfswinkel, eight and a half. Leroy Fur, seven. Gary Cooper, five. Uh, Colin, we're going to come to you as we do, always for Norwich for some reason. It's not gone well, is it? <laughs> It's because he knows about all the players. <laughs> Hit and miss. I think. I think. I don't think he can complain about Gary Hooper for five million. No. I think he's starting to come good now. He's getting his chances, and I think uh, he'll be a mainstay at Norwich in the first team. And I think he'll be value. Van Wolfswinkel, eight and a half million. That was a massive disappointment. I thought he was gonna really do something, but one goal I think this season on the first day of the season as well. He's been poor, hasn't he? Hmm. Um, it's almost like the Portuguese league isn't up to much. <laughs> if if Norwich get relegated, they're not going to be in a good shape at all. No, because these guys have come on big wages as well, and they've spent big, as you said, Ross. Um, I think they've got to do everything to stay up now, and if that means throwing cash in the January transfer window, then maybe they've got to do that. Hmm. Your, your solution is make it worse. Sign more strikers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I Spend I, I more think... money so when we go down it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, Bolton I, approach. It's, it's desperation time. It's desperate times, desperate needs and... Look, they've, they've got to try and stay in the Premier League mm. and... Uh, hey, if that means spending a bit of cash, yeah, maybe it's worth a gamble. How's Leroy Fur got on, Greg? For £7 million. Pounds. I mean, he's been the uh, better... Of the uh, signing, yeah, I think he's he can be very hit and miss. He's either the best player on the pitch or yeah, it's a bit of a the worst. <laughs> yeah, um, I think yeah, more to see from him. Yeah, I think he'll improve as Nor- if Norwich improve. James, any thoughts on Norwich? 
I don't really know. <laughs> I didn't imagine yeah. it. They're not a club that people really pay much attention to. There's not, it's not a team, yeah, of, of the teams that I have been keeping an eye on in the Premier League, Norwich hasn't been one of them, <laughs> but um, that I haven't been paying particular attention to. Right, I, I, yeah, I don't even know. I haven't. Been, I, I, I remember at the start of the season, Hooper signing. I don't know how well he's done. How has he been? He's got a few goals for his five million. It's not too bad. Can't complain. So, so did Morrison. <laughs> He got a few cards yeah, for 2.7 million. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then let's move on. This one's going to be interesting. Um, Greg, how's, of, how's um, Danny Osvaldo got on for 15 million? Victor Vanyama for 12.5 and, a half, and uh, Dayan Louvren for 8.5 for Southampton. Uh, I think Louvren. He's been class, hasn't he? It's been worth the money. Yeah. The other two, I'm not too sure. I don't think Vanyama's a footballer, really. <laughs> He's just tall and runs around a lot. Osvaldo. We said that, and I completely, I do completely agree with you. But look where they are now without him. Other podcasts I listen to for ones talk about Onyama like he's a brilliant footballer. I don't understand. I don't know what they're seeing that we're not seeing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> are these people professionals though? Yes. Have you have you found the subtle difference between what happens when you work with professionals and us? <laughs> yeah, we have proper opinions. <laughs> <laughs> You've got you coming at it from a different angle to me. <laughs> We're not corporate shills. Anyway, um, what do you think then, Adam? How have they got on for them? I think Osvaldo's been a bit of a failure, hasn't he? I think that that is quite difficult to 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 label these players when you're looking at players who are, especially ones that are new to the Premier League, like we're, we're talking about Van Walswinkel and Osvaldo's being failures after six months. But he he hasn't he hasn't set the world alight, but people will always, you, you say that again, and people are always going to end up quoting you, Robert Pires, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Because that's exactly the situation that happened there. But, no, he hasn't, he hasn't been brilliant. Has he been terrible? I, I'd say no, he's, he's, he's been a bit middling, really. Colin, what do you think today, their deals? Well, following on from what you guys have said, I, I, I do think Wanyama is a good player. I think he's an excellent player, um, and I think he'll come. He'll come better over time. Just your love of Scottish football showing through. Well, he was Colin amazing at Celtic. Colin wants a job as a professional. <laughs> he was amazing at Celtic, and, it, and it's a, a void that they still haven't filled. Mm. Um, so, so I think he'll. He, he's fine. I think he's a good investment. Okay, uh, Stoke. Next, they signed their big signing was Eric Peters for three million pounds. Anyone got any opinions on that? And moving on, he... Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> Sunderland spent six and a half million on Josie Altador. Altador, oh however you say that. Uh, six and a half million on Emmanuel Jacarini. Uh, and a million and a half on Vito Manoni. And lots and lots of other players for small fees and free transfers. Um, Altador, six and a half million. Has he got a goal yet? We've talked about what you get for strikers for six months, haven't we? Yeah, better than this, apparently. <laughs> I think Giacarini's a decent deal for six and a half million. He's a good footballer, but I don't really know if he's quite as old as he is. I thought he was a younger player than that, but they've done well selling players, I think, really. They got six million for Sessegnon, nine million for Mignolet. But yeah, but selling good players. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and replacing them with not quite as good players. It's all well and good getting nine million pounds for Manone. 
uh, Mignolet, sorry, but then when you replace him with Manone. Yeah, and you're bottom of the table. <laughs> Tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. All right, Swansea. Um, Wilfred Boney, 12 million. John Joe Shelvely, five up to six million. And they've both done all right. Boney's got, what has he got, 10, 12 goals now, I think. That's not bad. And uh, Shelvely. He's really hit a, a purple patch of form this last couple of weeks. Mm. I think once Michu comes back as well, when they can really get a, a partnership going, I think you'll prove to be a very good signing. James, what do you reckon to John Joe Shelvely, five million pounds? Yeah. <laughs> Greg, any opinions on uh, Volta? Uh, good bit of business. Fits into their philosophy. Yeah, quite a decent um, footballer, isn't he? Can pass the ball quite well. I, yeah. think I think he's been very good. Colin? I don't know why Liverpool sold him. I think it's a great bit of business. Um, they replaced him by more exotic-sounding players. Because he was scaring all the children, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I highly rate John Joe Shelby. He's a good player. All right, let's uh, Tottenham. This should be fun. Um, Eric Lamella, thirty uh, yeah, million. Uh, Robert Soldado, twenty-six million. <laughs> Paulinho, seventeen million. Christian Eriksen, eleven and a half million. I can't say this guy, but that defender they signed from Stal Bucharest. That's him, eight and a half million. Uh, Chadley, seven million, and Etienne Capoue, nine million. Who stood out out of those? Oh, good question. Paulinho. Yeah, that was a good deal. James, what do you reckon? Who's stood out for you from them? Um, not really many standouts from all of those. I think standout bad. <laughs> Stand out, stand out in a bad way with Soldado. We had such good high hopes for him and, uh, mm. to, to what he could do. Unless it's a penalty, he's, he's not, not really, really set the exactly. He's not really set the league alight, has he? No, Adam, you're um, a big fan of. I still maintain he's a good player. Oh yeah, but I don't think. I think I'm not saying he's not a good player. No, just... That's what I'm saying. I'm just disappointed <laughs> of the impact he hasn't made. It's not gone well, is it? Kapuri, I think you can single out as he got injured early on. Can't really, did, yeah. can't really count him yet. Chadley's not really what? done anything, has he? I, I saw. I remember looking in the first couple games, and I couldn't work out if he was really good <laughs> or really bad. <laughs> now I think I've just decided that he's a, just average. Hmm. Yeah, the mellow. Another example of Man City. Man City syndrome. Um, yeah, spending all that big money in, in one season, you know, and. You know the, the team hasn't just gelled, just haven't gelled properly yet. Mm. Yeah, you know, it took Man City a couple of seasons to really become a force. Like they, they, they weren't that, and they had all that money. You know, it took them a long while. Yeah, even with all those big names, they Tottenham have spent a huge amount of money and got all these players in. Mm. Uh, maybe that there's just it's a, it's a completely different team. So is that is that what it is? Do they need to gel? Yeah, they need just a couple of seasons to get going. Greg, you probably have a bit more insight into Spurs than any of us. Um, what does uh, what, your, your girlfriend, the big Tottenham fan, think to all of these players? Is she a fan of any of them? I think Soldado's a big, a big flop with a lot of Tottenham fans. Mm. Um, I think, especially with the re-emergence of Adebayor, I think... What about Lamella? 30 million pounds? Lamella, well, they, no one's really seen much of Lamella, have they? No, he's just um, not played. He's played... No, he's 
played the you know a bit Europa League, but how much can you really tell when you play the <laughs> Moldovan champions? Um, I don't know. Have you not heard all those people saying Jermaine Defoe should be playing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think Palinho's the one that's made the, the biggest effect on the the Tottenham fans. Mm. Uh, uh, Kirikes has put in a couple of good displays. Yeah, he's looked all right, hasn't he? Uh, represents you know, good value for money. Mm. Um, other than that. I think Ericsson's a bit hit and miss with them as well, just due to the fact that he floats in and out of games and yeah. it doesn't affect them, affect games as much as he perhaps should. So, you know, jury's out on a lot of them signings. I think you've got to bear in mind as well that these were the signings of a failure in AVB. <laughs> right? So this clown is the guy who brought them in. No, and... no, he's not, buddy. No, no, you're going to say Daniel Levy, are you? I'm going to say that it's um, um, the technical director who's still there. <laughs> uh, Franco Barini, his yeah. signings. Let's move on to West Brom. They paid uh, 12 million for two players, both 6 million each. Sessegnon was 6 million and Anachabia was 6 million. Which one has done better? Neither of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've not really done very well at all, have they? Their biggest failure was not, so, not re signing Lukaku. If they got him, they definitely wouldn't have spent six million on them and a chavy. Who's that a fair for though? Not us. <laughs> no. Uh, probably Anelko was probably their best signing. He got a couple of goals on a free transfer. And now he's banned forever. Yeah. They got Vidra on loan. Not done anything with him. Uh, Scott Sinclair, the forgotten man of football, has even played. No idea. <laughs> he's done nothing anyway. Uh, selling Odd and Wingy was probably their best bit of business. Two and a half million pounds. And our final Premier League team, West Ham United, spent lots of money. And look at them. We've, we've already <laughs> talked about what they've done with this, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> they got 15 million of that summer signings uh, sat on the transfer, uh, the transfer table, the uh, treatment table. Stuart Downing, six million. He's done all right, hasn't he? Yeah, that's good. That's good business. He's not done too badly. You could say he'd be doing a lot better if he had a nice big target man up front for as well. <laughs> yes, I think he would. Well, that's all our club's done then. That's all the Premier League clubs and their big signings. Are we going to say who we think has done the best and who has done the worst? Yeah, go on then. You kick us off. I reckon Hull and Arsenal have done the best, the worst. Uh... Manchester United. <laughs> the worst for me is Villa, because I don't like them. But they've done terrible business, really. All the players they've signed have affected the team in no way at all. Uh, the best... I don't want to say it, but Hull, yeah. They've just made a team from what they've done. And uh, if we're including Everton's loan signings, then Everton have done very well as well. Adam, before you kick off. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Uh, James. A lot. What do you think? Who's done the best and worst? Best Arsenal, um, just because they look like a team that's going to win it now. Mm. They could win it. Um, the worst. One who came Well, you have to say you have to say West. Oh, I'm going to have to say West Ham. Yeah. You know they were, they were a mid-table team. That's, you know, that's where they expect. That's where they should have been. 
mid-table. Yeah. Uh, uh, battling to get the, to the top half of the, of, the, of, the, of the table, really. You know? That should be their target. Um, but they're in the relegation zone, which is a shame for them. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, that's, uh, they've done terribly for me. All right, Adam, what do you reckon? I, I agree on both counts of James. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that, especially if, as Colin was saying, I think a couple of podcasts ago, that buying Andy Carroll has actually meant that they've spent all of their money for the season and they have no money in January. Because terrible now, isn't it? It could end up spending that money on Andy Carroll, just who's just injured, could end up having them being them relegated. Yeah. And Colin, I also think Arsenal have done the best because just because of the statement of intent yeah. that was made by the Ozil signing. So Arsene Wenger can, you know, just come out there and say, look at my face. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm here now. You know, we're playing with the big boys. For me, the worst business has been done by Norwich. Spent big. Mm-hmm. They, haven't, they haven't delivered. Yeah, three points off the drop currently. Okay, uh, before we move on to betting corner, um, some sad news today. Eusebio uh, passed away today, 71 years old. Absolute legend of the game. So rest in peace, Eusebio. Do we have to give him a round of applause? Because, it, or is there, <laughs> is there so few people here that we can be trusted just to be silent? I'm just going to put a 60 seconds oh, of silence in. So don't there's, worry. There's a Millwall fan, there's Leeds fans in here. You know, <laughs> no, that's, that's ridiculous. With, with this email, right? When was his birthday? Because it's my dad's birthday today, and 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 we were um, looking this up on the internet of, who, of celebrities that are got the same birthday right. as as my dad, and Eusebio came up. Uh, January the 25th is his birthday. Right, so I thought it was very weird. He died on his well, yeah, a bit crappy birthday. Died on it? his birthday, very crappy it? birthday. That, that absolute that site we were looking at was absolute shit. Then <laughs> on Wikipedia was it? <laughs> no, it was just a random one. The first one on Google. It turns out that Jesus wasn't born on the same day as you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to uh, betting corner then. Um, Adam actually got his first one of the season last week. It's not quite moved him off the bottom, but Tom's very much in danger of becoming bottom if he carries on this way. It's everything I wasn't aiming for. <laughs> so the current standings, Colin, you are on minus one pound. Um, we have a tie in second place with Greg and James, both on minus 37. Um, I am on minus 45. Tom is on minus 120. And Adam, you're on minus 143. Um, and we will start at the top. Colin, what have you got for us this week? Just two games this week. I think there's a lot of sticky fixtures, so uh, I've kept it simple. Um, I've gone for Manchester City to beat West Ham in the uh, Carling One Cup first leg. Carling One Cup. And I've gone for Rangers to beat East Fife. £10 returns. Get ready. (laughs) £12.86. So potentially that could put me on £1. (laughs) Betting corner. Excellent. Um, Greg, what have you gone for? I have gone for let me get it up after my big win oh yeah you had a win didn't you sorry we forgot yeah you um, had a £77 return last week I've gone for a similar format I've gone for uh, one from each league in the football league I've gone for Spurs to beat Palace Burnley to beat Oval Rotherham to beat Crew, and Chesterfield to beat Berry. £10 return £63.64 pence. always going for the lead um, someone else also going for the lead in joint second place James what have you gone for? Well, I've gone for a Huddersfield win next weekend. Who are they playing? Um, they're playing Millwall. Right. And, I'm, and, I've, and I've predicted they're going to win 3-0. <laughs> oh, 
conference. Uh, a £10 stake returns £150. Cool. That put you massively in the lead if that comes in. <laughs> um, well, I'm in third or fourth, whichever one you want to look at it. Uh, I've got to go on for Leicester to beat Derby on Friday. Um, £10 there returns £19. Um, Greg, you did one for Tom, didn't you? I did. What's he got? Seeing uh, as he loves Danny Welbeck so much, <laughs> he is uh, he's backing Danny Welbeck to score a hat-trick on, uh, <laughs> against Sunderland. Uh, thank you, Greg. In the in the cup, and that is uh, thirty-three to one. So three hundred and forty pound return for Tom there. And finally, Adam, after your big win, uh, I've gone for Man City to beat West Ham in the League Cup, and then I've gone for Atletico Bilbao to beat Real Betis in the Copa del Rey, and then at the weekend I've gone for wins for Paris Saint Germain and Barcelona to beat Atletico Madrid. Ooh. And my £10 returns £78.78. Big game there at the end, isn't it? Is that for the lead in La Liga? It is, yeah. Okay, £78. Um, I think that's pretty much all we've got for this week. We haven't got a game. We're very unorganised. We were so wrapped up in FA Cup weekend that we forgot to sort something out. So we will return next week. Um, Is everyone here next week, Greg? You said you may have cricket. I might have cricket. In this weather, that may get called off. It might do. Must be indoors. It is indoors, yeah. Oh, okay. um, but it still so, might get called off. Well, yeah, well, Ferrum Leisure Centre. <laughs> I don't think it probably doesn't have a roof. If that building is, if you like where we work, it's going to be raining indoors. Yes. <laughs> or like my bedroom. I'm not even. I'm not even on the top floor. <laughs> Unbelievable! Couldn't believe it. Couldn't sleep all night. <laughs> I thought there's more to this. How is it raining in your bedroom? <laughs> Is the window open? No, it's coming through my lights, actually. Jesus Christ. Oh, that sounds safe. Yeah, so so I've got... um, The rain was coming in through... The floor above above me now wasn't there originally when we moved in. It was the floor... Ah, right. um, It's been there for a long while now, but the rain was... The storm... The rain was coming in through my mum and dad's doors (laughs) at, at the top of the house. And just coming in and going under the floorboards and through my lighting fixtures, wow. which was absolutely delightful, and it wouldn't stop. Water and electric, classic friends. Through <laughs> <laughs> the electric, and then even I tried to muffle the sound with a blanket or towels so that it wouldn't, they wouldn't hear drip, 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 drip. Yeah. But it was coming through so hard that it, was, <laughs> it wasn't making a difference. It, it would just muffle it for two or two or three drips, and then. Well, do be careful, James. Don't electrocute yourself or anything. <laughs> 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 alright then well um, we'll return next week with more uh, well some actual football that we might be interested in Premier League football uh, until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from Adam bye goodbye from James bye goodbye from Greg Hello. goodbye from Colin goodbye and goodbye from me and remember always keep your man on the post Charges have won those. I know. I've gone for a Charges. Uh, charges Green Bay double today. Did you? Yeah. Will, will the weather be? share that information with me? <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, I've got a week off so I'll um, edit this and then put it up in the morning and then um, I'm doing all sorts of podcasts next week so if anyone wants to join any of them just let me know. <laughs>
I've never known someone to have so many weeks off. I just I get six weeks off here. Fucking hell. Well, I've got ten weeks off this year because I've got four weeks off and my kid's born as well. <laughs> Even I four get six weeks. weeks off a year. <laughs> four weeks, Ross? Yeah. Two of those unpaid? No, two of them are holiday. So I'm getting, actually going to get paid for oh, right, right. two weeks paternity, two weeks holiday. Where are the extra two weeks of holiday coming from? I get six weeks anyway. Yeah. And then I've used two of them up for this, um, for like after the paternity, so I get a month off. Okay. And this week coming is up, um, is still from my last year's... Um, oh, I see, because of the... so. Yeah, I was going to tax you. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of awkward booking holiday 18 months in yeah. advance, but... Let's go tax year as well. But yes, all right, chaps. I should be there. I should be here next week. Yeah, not so but well. I will probably be possibly be in a coma as well, <laughs> as it's our staff Christmas party <laughs> in the middle of January. And, 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 in, and in the hospitality trade, uh, the yeah, Christmas party is goes off. <laughs> so I assumed yeah, that you the... meant that due to some sort of electrical problem, <laughs> you don't just ended up yeah, in a coma. Yeah, well, <laughs> Honestly, it's Christmas. I've never worked as hard as I have this Christmas. It went, it was mental. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so all the venues are closing at ten o'clock. With hardly anyone working, and one of them's open. One of the venues is open for this party, and it's just going to be carnage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, and it's the and it's the venue closest to my house as well. So. Oh, nice. I've, I've, I have to crawl so home. People have to go to work on that day. People will have to go to work, but it closes at ten. But it'll be That's like two. Two or three people in each venue. I mean, there'd be no one in. Well, actually, that's not very generous. No, it's not. <laughs> if you if work until ten, you're absolutely gutted because <laughs> the party finishes at eleven. Oh. <laughs> I but I mean, off, they, yeah. they keep it open another. Yeah, they 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 do it six till eleven, but then they usually keep it open another hour or so. Oh. But it's absolute carnage. But it's it's brilliant. DJs, everything. Oh, nice. Cool. Well deserved. But yeah, but I should be. I should make it home. If I'm not, if I don't answer the phone, that's I'll probably be in a coma or in hospital. <laughs> or, some, or someone's ripped your jumper. Uh, yeah, you actually get beaten up. Yeah, and here's the group of rude boys again. <laughs> I'm rude boys. Yeah, I got hit over the head with something. It's all flashbacks now. Greg, do we have rude boys but, in gospel? Um, yeah, but they'll be white. You'll, be, you'll have white. Oh, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll be they're they're about twelve. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. They're pretend rude boys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Future rude boys. This is it Elephant and Castle as well? Quite. It wasn't. A, I don't know why I was at the Elephant and Castle on a. Why is that really about? But... Why is that? Is that a famous place? It's not is a nice. Place. Charlie Charlie Chaplin. Is that I'm doing Michael Caine as well? Yeah, Michael Caine. That's it. That's yeah. It, yeah. Why the Haygate. A... I don't know if you've ever heard of a Haygate estate. No. Why were you in Elephant and Castle, James? <laughs> well, why not, you know? <laughs> it was, I, know I, just end, I just ended up there. Um, and yeah, I don't know what happened. There was big, some, someone started a fight outside the pub and with all these kids. I think what, basically one of my friends, it was, to be honest, it, one of my friends was a bit of a loose cannon when he's drunk. Right. Started a fight with people and then they went and got their friends. And next thing I know, they went and got the bigger boys <laughs> and um, yeah a bit intoxicated I have to say and uh, I did react to it next thing I know I was in the pub with my hand on my head and a lot of blood oh, so. fucking hell. 
No, it's only it's just a cut on the cut on the cut on the top of my head. Oh, I think I got knocked I got knocked in the head on, on the back of my head <laughs> with something because I got grazes all over my legs, all over the front of my legs, and a cut on the back of my head. So I'm guessing that's what happened. <laughs> and you can't remember, so this sounds like quite a serious. No, it's thing. all flashbacks. It's all sort of flashbacks. No, I tell you what, I, I genuinely think that I've done some damage to my head because the other day someone was just talking to me at work, and he said, "He said, oh, I cut this with um." I cut the what he actually said. He said I cut these mushrooms with with brandy. So, right. and I just I just turned around and looked at him and said apples. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> you might have a concussion. Sorry. And then he just looks at me. He's like, uh... <laughs> but that was the answer to a question twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but never mind. But I wasn't the worst one off. I, someone else broke their ankle during it. Oh, Jesus. And, uh... Well, these bigger boys, they meant business. <laughs> they, they did meant No, basically, he just fell on his ankle because he's fat. He's still in hospital at the moment. So. Oh, well, oh, get well so soon. Compassion, the compassion that James is showing. Well, I'm not, at least I've not, I've not been, I've not blamed it all on them. I have been, I have been honest. It was, I didn't, I was, I was drunk. I should, I should have not reacted to it. All, but <laughs> this is all resentment to your, This is all resentment to your jumper being ripped, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, man, that jumper's gone through the wars. It's, I can't believe it's still going. 